Welcome to the I on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, summer's almost over. It's just about football time. ACC Media Day is coming up next week. Practice gets started the week after that. Uh, we're, we'll get to a little bit of football this week. We'll do uh, probably a bigger preview come back next week um, and, and set the table for um, training camp. Mm-hmm. But we'll do a little football at the end. But we do have some off-season football news to get to this week. Uh, very poor timing on our part last week uh, <laughs> to record um, early. I don't remember if we recorded maybe even Wednesday last week or early Thursday. And then yeah, was, I think it was Thursday. But yeah, yeah and then at seven o'clock, uh, right as I was sitting down uh, in the movie theater to watch a movie, uh, JoJo Trader, five-star athlete out of nowhere, commits to Miami. Um, I did come back uh, after my movie and record a little five minutes on my thoughts on him. So we'd have something to go with last week. Um, but that's where we got to lead off this week because we didn't really get to dive deep into it last week. Easily the biggest recruiting victory for Miami and Mario Cristobal so far this cycle. I uh, should note another guy I do want to talk about um, the next day then, Artavius Jones, a massive, uh, deep, really interesting defensive tackle from Bluntstown, Florida, up in the panhandle, uh, committed the next day. Uh, let's start with JoJo Trader, though. That is obviously the biggest win so far. Uh, five-star recruit in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Uh, superstar at Chaminade Madonna, um, which has been a, a really good, nice little pipeline for Miami. Um, we've talked a lot about a lot of Chaminade players uh, at Miami over the last couple of years, including to Corey Couch and Keontra Smith on the current roster. Um and this one was out of nowhere. I mean, this was – we've talked a lot about, like, the kind of stop-and-start nature of this recruiting cycle for Miami where, um, you know, they they got Chance Robinson early. They, they had a nice little June getting Kevin Riley and then stalled out a little bit in July, missing out on a couple of recruits. Um, but this was a huge one. Just, I think, one, it's a local kid. Two, he's really good. And, and three, I think the fact that it wasn't, like – uh, you know, Miami, I think, was considered sort of the favorite in that recruitment, but it was an out of nowhere. Annou- he didn't have a pre-scheduled announcement. It's kind of was like the middle of July, kind of in a quiet period recruiting-wise. Um, it was a kind of like a jolt that this recruiting class, I think, needed. Um, yeah, absolutely, and especially at that position. Yes. Yeah, that's a position we've been talking about all along. I mean um, – from the from the you know the current team to the future, and uh, a, you know yeah everybody was kind of shocked, happily shocked, and mm-hmm. especially that it's a local guy, it helps I think. Um, and um, David, I mean you you've covered him, you've covered all these yeah. guys. Can you can you talk? I mean I I did start I started watching the the clips on mm-hmm. him. Obviously, the you know he looks really good, but. Uh, Tell me, you know, tell me about them. Yeah, the I, I, when I recorded last week, uh, the one thing I went to right away is I, I think back to, and I'm pretty sure Bill Daly wrote a story on this for us. Uh, not last year, the year, so 2021, he was at Miami Central. Um, and, you know, that he was young then, a, uh, a sophomore, and that team was stacked like it always was. And, you know, he was playing a lot of receiver. He was good. Um, but he was kind of looking for anywhere to to help out, right? And so 
that game, it was a blowout, the state championship, but he, he played his first ever snap on defense and had a pick six on it. Um, Aha, yes, so, I saw that. That's so, really cool. Yeah, so he's like, you know, that's like, obviously, uh, you want to gotta just be good, but but the other things you look for in in recruits, some you know, some schools and teams really value the multi-sport athletes. We're going to talk about that in a little bit when we get to uh, Artavius Jones, and and then the other thing I think some people and coaches really value guys who play both ways. Um, and JoJo did that. You know, he's mostly a wide receiver. Um, I'm sure that's where he'll wind up playing in college. But you know, at Chaminade. Uh, you know, he had a couple interceptions this year playing DB and again, still new to that position. Um, like, like I said, obviously the one in, in, when he was at Miami central. Um, so, you know, he's like the, he fills out like football player cliche. Right. Um, which is, is good. Like that's, it checks more boxes than just a guy who's a really, really good um, wide receiver and um, happens to be like overmatching guys at the high school level. Right. He's a guy who like, got the right attitude, can make plays in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, well, and and it, it does seem, we, we always talk about it being, uh, this being kind of contagious. Yeah. It does seem like that's happening lately, right? I mean, they got they got a flurry. They got a flurry of guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, receiver was what they needed yeah and he's a local guy and he's the number two recruit in south florida according to those 24 7 rankings behind only uh jeremiah smith who's his teammate at chaminade five-star wide receiver uh going to ohio state i think he's number two in the country like regardless of position right now um who one is, is you know maybe miami's biggest target right like that's the guy they would love to have um we've you mentioned the the wide receiver issues um if you could get those two, that'd be great. And the number three guy in South Florida is uh, Zaquan Patterson, a safety at Chaminade Madonna. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, I think Miami's in really good shape to to land him at some point here. Um, it is for as quiet, for as slow a start as this has been in some ways on the recruiting trail. Um, locally, you know, missing out on Jeremiah Smith is tough, but they're not going to give up on him and he's visited a lot. Um, but Getting Trader, you've got Chance Robinson in the mix already. Um, you know, you're right there for guys like Saquon Patterson. You know, they're trying to flip Wayne McCoy from Florida or from Florida State, who's a Miami Central guy. Um, you know, they could still wind up with a pretty good group of locals. And that's not to mention some of the like lower ranked local guys they have uh, already committed, like Dalen Russell, who's a guy we talked about, who was uh, one of our defensive players of the year at the Herald and um, Chris Wheatley Humphrey, who's just a really you know explosive, interesting running back at a, a lower profile school in South Broward. So um, the local, you know, the momentum matters. Like you said, it, it kicks off a flurry and they got a commitment the next day too. Um, but just as important is getting, you know, getting the guy who can kind of rally the area, right? When a guy like Jojo Trader commits, people locally take notice. And and yeah, and I, Miami's moved up to they've like of course we expected them to move up mm-hmm. to number I think seventeen. All right, I'm looking right now. Right now, twenty four seven, they're fifteen. Yeah, they're fifteen twenty four seven, they're seventeen with the on three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're they're moving up, and uh, Mario always, 
you know, there's there's still time and he always he always does well in the end. So um yes, everything's going well. Yeah, it could be better, right? It could always be better, but um, not as dire. You know, that July, that first week of July, I can't remember if we recorded that week, but it was pretty shaky, right? They missed out on a guy to Florida State. They lost a guy that they definitely kind of thought they had to Nebraska. Um, and they bounced back out of that by getting Marquise Lightfoot, and that kind of stabilized them, I think, a little bit. And then, obviously, a good week last week. Um, the wide receiver component of this, um, I saw one of those, like, social media rankings. I don't remember if it was like an ESPN thing or 24 seven or something um, ranking all the wide receiver cores in the ACC. And they had Miami's at like 12th. Um, so you know, kind of <laughs> inexcusable for Miami. Right. Um, and they could be better. Right. There's a lot of unproven guys, I would say in that wide receiver group right now. Um, and I think maybe a guy like Xavier Restrepo is getting a little underrated because of um, his injuries last year. He just didn't play a whole lot. Um, but they really like badly need like stud playmakers, right? They had, they basically, I mean, they in the last couple, who, they do. like KJ Osborne got drafted. Charleston Rambo is record setting. You know, he's kind of the, the one guy who's been spectacular, but other than that, like since I'm on Richards, they haven't had like a whole lot of like number one clear cut outside wide receivers, throw it up to him and he's going to make you a play. And Charleston Rambo, um, didn't, get Charleston Rambo didn't get drafted. Yeah, right? I mean, AJ got drafted. Who was good. So like, yeah, really good, but they haven't had like a, a superstar at that position in a really long time. And, and that's a really important position in college football right now with um, how high scoring the sport is and how important sure. passing game. And Jojo is, uh, I mean, he's a flanker. He's not a, he's not a slot guy. Yeah. A little bigger. Oh. He's listed at six, one, one seventy five. Oh, he's um, probably what? Five eleven. Yeah. I, I, six, five. I haven't seen, I haven't seen him in person in a long time. So I, I, I don't want to, but he's bigger, right? He's not like, I think a guy we really like in this freshman class is Ray Ray Joseph. Uh, but he's, I don't know, five, eight, like he's like, he's small. You, you need some big guys yeah. and, and not the traders huge, but he's big enough to play on the outside and um, you know, he's only 17 years old or whatever. He could still be growing too. And, and I think they would love for this to help them with the, the Jeremiah Smith pursuit, which I don't want to speculate on anything there. Um, But just, you know, again, I I haven't talked to him in a long time. So, Um, but they're going to keep working and it can't hurt, I guess. It, it, it's still, I say this every time. I, I I don't mean to put a damper on everything, but it's, I guess it's not early, but it is early because to me, a lot of, a lot of things start transpiring once the season comes into view. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you cannot predict what a 17 or 18 year old's going yeah. to do. Okay. If they're going to all of a sudden get yeah. wooed by another team, because Miami let's say maybe doesn't do as well as you would hope, or maybe Miami all of a sudden looks really good. And all these kids now want to play for Miami. So I, I you know, decommitments commit. I just, it, things always happen. That's all. Yeah. As we yeah. We, we mentioned that and the way NIL obviously means more kind of more flips than ever the changes to the official visit rules that we talked about last week are a big oh, deal. Right. Yes. Um, you know, probably not going to affect Miami's pursuit of a guy like Jeremiah Smith, who can basically like drive to campus whenever he wants. Cause it's mm-hmm. 40 minutes away, but um, 
just kind of generally like you're never out of it. You're more than ever. You're never out of it with a recruit, right? Because either an NIL package can come together um, or you really convince them to come for a last official visit when you thought you will, you weren't in his plan. So um, you're right. Good, NIL, good and bad for Miami. Yeah. And the NIL stuff is, is, is important, really yeah. big, especially for, I would think for the freshmen who, you know, they're probably the most impressionable mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So um, the other commit they got last week, Artavius Jones, um, you know, a guy I've, I've never seen him play in person. So I don't want to say too much about him, but uh, I just kind of like love his profile um, mm-hmm. listed at like, make sure I have it right. Listed at 6'3", 280, although people say he's up to yeah. 300 pounds now. Um, you know, good, really good player blunts down. That's Florida State country, too. Like never, you know, always never a bad thing to pull a guy out of there. Um, and the interesting thing about him is he's been a really good athlete in four different sports at Bonstown, which is a really small school. It's one of those rural schools. Um, actually, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually, I assume it's a small school, small town, certainly. Um, sometimes those schools are, are big just because they're the only school in town, but, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Weightlifting. Uh, yeah. State this- champion in late weightlifting, oh, obviously a good football player, state champion in weightlifting this year. Um, a good basketball player. Um, and I think that basketball team's pretty, pretty solid. Um, and, uh, last year, so he didn't do it this year. So it's four sports over the last two years. I uh, finished fourth in the state in the shot put. So, um, yeah, I mean, like the, That's great. The, that checks a lot of boxes. Like even if he wasn't a good football player and he is, he's got, you know, this productive guy for Bluntstown. Um, who really blew up as a, a recruit over the last uh, couple of months here. Just that athletic profile alone is the kind of thing that coaches get excited about, like trying to mold. Yeah. Um, they need DTs. They need tackles badly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, he sounds like, sounds like uh a good get and i think it's always i do think it's good when they play a lot of sports yeah i love it I, I always think about um when i wrote a story about ed reed a couple of years ago when he was going into uh the hall of fame and uh i can't remember which co- if it was butch who i was talking to or one an assistant coach and basically the they knew i mean this is like a once in a generation thing right but it was like they knew ed reed was the guy when they went and watched him. They didn't even watch him play football. They watched him play a basketball game and the way that he was like playing point guard and reading defenses. Um, they, they could see judge a lot from that. Yeah. I knew he was great. It wasn't a hard one there, I guess. Uh, uh, Bluntstown high, by the way, 400 students. So uh, pretty small school there. Um, but yeah, still, Again, yeah, you know, especially for a defensive tackle, right? Like, or de- linemen of all, like, how many great offensive linemen were basketball players, right? How about or wrestling? wrestling? I like wrestling. I like I when they wrestle right? too, but especially those big guys, because you don't want them to just be big guys, right? You want them to be a little uh, agile. Guy who can move his feet. Okay. He certainly can do that as a guy who averaged 10 and 8 as a basketball player. And, um, like you know, got to be coordinated to do the shot put, right? Um, obviously weightlifting that shows off just his raw strength. Um, and actually even in football, like he was a defensive tackle, but he also like was like a fullback tight end guy for them on offense. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So, so that's around. Funny. So 
Yeah, there's a lot to like there. I mean, I, again, I, I, all I've watched is his huddle. Like, I haven't seen him play in person or been able to watch, like, a full game tape. But, like, you know, those are, those are a lot of, like, positives no matter what. He can obviously move. Yes, exactly. And that's, like, the most important thing at that position. That's really, really cool. That's a yeah. separator at that position, right? It's like Jared Harrison Hunt, right, who's, you know, at, at, I don't think he's totally put it together, but. Just um, thinking about him. Yeah. yeah, when you said that, just thinking about him. Yeah. So, All right, so every, everything's good recruiting so far. It's getting better. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, they could definitely pick up a couple more guys. And yeah, end of July, I think they have, like, their annual, I don't know what the event is now, barbecue, I think. Um so that'll be another chance to to get a couple guys, and then we're right into practice. And was that you know, was that when Mark Rick used to do the? I think uh, that's when Mark. Or was that was that part of Paradise Camp? I can't remember. Uh maybe I don't yeah, know. I don't remember the summer barbecue thing, but maybe yeah, not. it might be. Maybe not. Okay, let's wrap things up by a very quick early training camp preview we'll plan to be back next week for a bigger bigger look at where what we're excited to see um next month but we're getting close acc media days as we said coming up next week um media days all in all the other conferences have been going on for for weeks now it really feels like college football season's here um you know we'll we'll go deeper on a couple topics and pick out a few other things to talk about next week but just what 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 has like What's the number one storyline on your mind for these next two weeks as we go to ACC media days and then that like first week of, of uh, training camp? Well, I, I, I'm always interested in uh, quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the obvious one right now, right? Yeah. How they're doing. And I, I actually did see Tyler Van Dyke. Oh, right. We should talk about that. Yeah. You, you went out to, um, I went uh, to Xavier Restrepo was running a camp and yes, Tyler, who's his roommate. Went out at there Monarch with High, where at Monarch High in Coconut Creek, where actually Xavier uh, grew up, right? Um, and until they moved to uh, Pembroke Pines, I believe, when he was in college. But um, uh, yeah, Tyler looks great, looks fit, ready to go. Um, you know, I talked to him for a while. He's excited to get going. Xavier looks great. We, he lost some weight. Um, I think it, he, he, maybe he's 190 something now. Um, uh, and he looks, fit. you know, he always looks super fit. Yeah. Um, and he's always hyped up and ready to go. So they had, you know, I, I love that Tyler showed up for him and he really was the only, those were the two canes that were there. I think mm-hmm. it was long a drive for the other guys or something, but, um, at the ACC media days, are gonna they've announced that they're they're Tyler's showing up and Tyler and Cam Kinchins, of course, the All American, right? Uh, yep. Safety and Matt Lee, their new center um, from UCF, the transfer, uh, he'll be there, which is always interesting when they have a transfer. Um, I think you know they had KJ Osborne that one year too, which was kind of neat, and he ended up having a great yeah. season. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm also interested, as Mario always is, in the offensive line stuff. I mean, we've talked a lot about that, but I think that's going to make a great difference. Um, and obviously how healthy they are. Yeah, you know, so that's they, where I was going to go. I mean, obviously, Tyler, you know, 
We never That's find it. out till the the day we walk in. But okay. to me, the, to me, the biggest thing we're going to figure out in the next like fourteen days or whatever. We don't know exactly when camp's going to start. Um, sometime in that first week of August. Um, yeah. Is Zion Nelson around? Like that is that's 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 a big one that we're gonna get answered right away. Um, Always because we have not seen him really since the Texas A&M game. Uh, did not participate in the spring, although we saw him at the game. We saw him at the um, game. Yeah. So that was a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> but we know song. he still exists. Um, and that he's on the team. He's on the team and. <laughs> But we haven't seen him play. And this is a guy who, I mean, I'm looking at teams are starting or different publications starting to put out their like all ACC teams. And Zion's still getting that like first team all ACC, second team all ACC hype. That's the potential around him, right? We, it's, we, we've seen it in flashes. We saw it, um, you know, the last time he played a full season, he was really good. Um, and we're waiting to see him take that step. We didn't get to see it last year. Um, that's, he's the guy who can, I think can make this the difference between just a really, you know, a really good line. Cause I think that interior is going to be good no matter what, right. Matt Lee, that veteran presence, JV on Cohen's a potential early round draft pick. Um, on one side, on one side, Jalen rivers on the other yeah. side is. Well, Jalen. Yeah. Depend. I mean, he's depend, excellent. Like you right. said, he is, but it depends on, 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 on Zion. Exactly. Yeah. So I think those three guys, those three guys are all really good. Um, Jalen Rivers is, you know, one of the more underrated, probably the most underrated guy on the team at this point. Definitely one of the more, one more underrated guys in the ACC. Right. Um, If Zion doesn't come back, then Jalen's going to stay. Then it changes everything up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I think, uh, yeah. So yeah, to me, to me, Zion's the guy who can take this from being a fantastic, like a a good line. Cause I think it's going to be good no matter what, with just those three. I think, you know, Prince, uh, Francis Mongoa, like could be a really, you know, if he ends up starting. I think he's, yeah, I, I think he's going to end up being really good, David. I think yeah, he's going to take a little bit, okay, college, but uh, yeah, I think he's going to be good. Yeah. So, so, but, but Zion's the guy who can take them over the top, I think. And, you know, if that line's really good, this team should be pretty good. Like a good offensive line in college football, that gets you. I mean, that, that gets you to a bowl pretty much by itself, right? Like there's not a lot yeah. of teams with bad lines that or not a lot of teams with good lines that go three and nine or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, sure. they're, they're going to need more than just that to be as good as people hope. But hard to imagine them missing out on a bowl game if that line stays healthy and plays to the, the ability we think they have a chance to. Yeah. And like like I've said so many times, if and it's obvious if they if they are healthy and Zion comes back and they've got some guys that can also shuffle in there. Um, then, uh, then so goes hopefully Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, he's got it. He, he just can't get hit. He cannot yeah. get hit. The ACC is, is also just one last thing because we got AC media ACC is pretty interesting this year. Clemson and Florida state seem like the clear like class Mm-hmm. of the conference um i think clemson is gonna be really good um because i like and, their quarterback go ahead and but then after that they're like number three in you know florida state a lot of hype i get it they finished i think last year on a six game winning streak they brought a lot of their guys back um including all american defensive and i think they're gonna be good first. by the way and i think they're gonna be really good yeah. but after them it's it's pretty open i mean north carolina's got drake may um 
That yeah. offense should be good just because of him, but their defense is like not a whole lot of proven guys on that defense. Um, you know, that that number three spot feels pretty open this year. There's some Duke buzz. Um, you know, Miami is always going to get some love, and I, I think it's deserved to an extent because that line and Tyler Van Dyke, if you're a Tyler Van Dyke believer, that's, that's a really good starting point. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if, one, if anyone can crack crash that Clemson Florida state party. Um, and just, if not like, who's that number three team going to be in the ACC? And I, and it feels and, really open. And, and you know what else, uh, the, the, uh, ACC divisions going bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that. I, I was looking like Miami's, not- Miami's schedule is tough and Florida state's cause I've been doing some that, more early football preview stuff, just putting together schedules and stuff. Right. Florida state schedule is pretty easy. Um, well, that doesn't help Miami. Okay. Miami's so, schedule is hard. They've got Florida State and Clemson on the schedule yeah, this year. Exactly. And if you have now the two best teams uh, in the ACC playing each other, which I love that, mm-hmm. but it might it might hurt Miami, really. Uh, they don't have that good old coastal. I know. Not that they could ever do anything with it, but. Oh, yeah. they could. But now, now it's going to be, it's going to be tougher. So it's going to yeah. be. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So. Um, okay, we'll finish up there. Um, we'll plan to come back next week, do a uh, more thorough training camp preview. Um, hopefully by then we'll know when this thing's going to get started. But, um, yeah, it's the end of July. Football season is just about here. Um, you can follow Susan on Twitter at SMillerDegnan. We'll be both together at uh, Messi's debut Friday night. So you can follow both of, both of us on Twitter there. I'm at DBWilson2. Um, thanks, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.